welcome to the Justin Peters program, where we're searching the scriptures to see if these things are so, studying to show ourselves approved, rightfully dividing the word of truth so that we can worship God in spirit and truth, deepening our knowledge of God, thereby enabling us to deepen our love for God. Here's your host, Justin Peters. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that you are doing well. I want to thank you for joining me. Just a quick update on my health, because several of you have emailed and inquired. I am happy and thankful to report to you that I am now back up to 100%. All of the pain and discomfort is gone. And though it would not hurt my feelings any if I never had another kidney stone as long as I live, I appear to be no worse for the wear. So I do want to thank you for your prayers and your encouragement. Thank you very, very much. Also, quickly want to report to you that Kathy and I are now in our new home. It is not yet completed. There's still a fair amount of touch-up and finishing work to do, but it is definitely livable. The carpet was installed Thursday, day before yesterday. The appliances are in. Our stove doesn't work. We'll have to get a new stove, but uh, the appliance, we do have a refrigerator and a microwave, so we're, we're making do. The appliances are in. My office is, is uh, finished. Uh, uh, we don't yet have any of our furniture because it is, as I speak, it should be on a moving truck somewhere between here, northern Idaho and Oklahoma, on its way up here. So uh, once that comes in, should be here Monday, and then we'll begin. And by, by we, I mean Kathy, <laughs> we'll begin the long, uh, laborious process of trying to get all of our furniture and belongings put away and in their place and all of that. Um, I would love to help her with it uh, physically though I I really can't and it's so she's just doing it on her own but she wants to do it on her own she likes to she wants to know where everything is uh, she wants to put it away herself so she knows where everything is there have been so many people to from our church to offer to come and help and and I really really appreciate their offers and she appreciates offers of help as well but but she just likes to to put everything away herself so that will be quite the process for her so, uh, but anyway, we are in our home. We're sleeping on an air mattress because we don't have a bed, but, uh, but, uh, we put one of those memory foam toppers on it. So it's, uh, it's actually not so bad. Uh, Ron Malk is our builder and friend and brother in Christ. He did a great job for us. And so it's great to be home, have a home. And if you ever find yourself in northern Idaho and you want to build a home here, Ron Malk is your guy. Okay, now to the meat of the matter on today's program. I had originally planned on discussing Beth Moore in her interaction with a young lady who called her a false teacher, and uh, that was quite the little dust-up late last week, I believe it was. Yeah, late last week and uh, very first part of this week. Uh, But I was going to discuss some issues there because my name was brought into the the discussion and I wanted to talk about some of the uh, concerns with Beth Moore and some of what she has said to try to defend herself. But really, when you look at it, it it, it doesn't hold water. I was going to talk about that. Maybe we'll do that part of next week's program. But um, at any rate, uh, there has been a story that has popped up in the in the news since last week, and I, I really want to discuss that today. 
uh, I want to discuss a story uh, which uh, of which I'm sure you have all heard, and that is that of Alex Malarkey. Alex Malarkey is the young boy who is subject is the the subject of the book entitled "The Boy Who Came Back from Heaven." Alex has written an open letter to Lifeway and other Christian retailers informing them that his story is not true. And just in case you're not familiar with the story, uh, Alex and his father, Kevin Malarkey, were in a horrible car accident some 10 years ago when Alex was just six years old. Kevin, the father, made a full physical recovery, but Alex was left a quadriplegic and cannot breathe on his own. And unless God chooses to heal Alex, his condition will never change. Uh, it will never change. Alex claimed that when he died, or when he had the car accident, came close to death, he says that he went to heaven. And he was carried there by the same five angels that he said helped his father out of the wreck, out of the car wreckage. And he described heaven in some detail and said that he even saw Satan, whom he described as being bony and having yellow, moldy teeth. So a lot of a lot of details about um, heaven and even Satan. And uh, this book was on the bestseller list for some time. It made a lot of money. And Christian bookstores everywhere sold it. But Alex wrote an open letter uh, this past week, and it is entitled... The following, it's entitled, An Open Letter to Lifeway and Other Sellers, Buyers, and Marketers of Heaven Tourism by the Boy Who Did Not Come Back from Heaven. Alex's letter says the following, Please forgive the brevity, but because of my limitations, I have to keep this short. I said I went to heaven because I thought it would get me attention. When I made the claims that I did, I had never read the Bible. People have profited from lies and continue to. They should read the Bible, which is enough. The Bible is the only source of truth. Anything written by man cannot be infallible. It is only through repentance of your sins and the belief in Jesus as the Son of God who died for your sins, even though he committed none of his own, so that you can be forgiven. May you learn of heaven outside of what is written in the Bible, not by reading a work of man. I want the whole world to know that the Bible is sufficient. Those who market these materials must be called to repent and hold the Bible as enough. And that is the end of his letter. So Alex says in this in this open letter, he says that he did not, in fact, go to heaven. And he upholds the sufficiency of Scripture. He says the only way that anybody can learn anything of heaven outside of Scripture is to actually um, die and go there. So uh, as long as people are living and breathing and their hearts are beating, the, the only source of information about heaven is the Bible. And I want to thank Alex for his courage uh, this letter was short, but it was gospel-centered. Uh, it upheld the sufficiency of Scripture. And I, I really, really appreciate Alex's candor. Now, um, 
And I wonder if, I'm sure when Alex came out and made this, put this open letter out there, that probably a lot of people's attention also went to Colton Burpo, who also claimed that he went to heaven. And many of you who have listened to me and know know anything about what I teach, you know that I have critiqued all of these heaven tourism books. And so I wonder if Colton Burpo right now is feeling a little heat. I certainly hope so. It's interesting that Alex and Colton Burpo, Alex Malark and Colton Burpo, are right about the same age and both have very similar stories with the exception that Colton Burpo now is physically fine. There's nothing wrong with him. He is no worse for his medical uh, issues that he had when he was with Ford. So they're they're the, the same age now. And Alex, who is a quadriplegic in a wheelchair, and I don't know it technically if he's actually on a ventilator per se, but there is, is there's some some kind of machine that that helps him breathe. I've seen pictures, I've well, and I've talked with his mother actually as well. So Alex has come out and and he's he's told the truth. Now when this when this event happened, he was only six years old, only six, so he's a, a little boy. And, you know, it, it doesn't excuse necessarily, it doesn't excuse the the story that he made up. Now, I know that he was coached heavily by his father, so it doesn't excuse that. But here is good evidence of the working of God's Holy Spirit in this young man's life. When, when Alex, now that he is older, uh, he's, he's a teenager, he's 16 years old. He's he's responsible for his actions, and he comes out and he and he and he does the right thing, and so um, uh, good on you, Alex. Praise the Lord for the work that He has done in your life. I certainly wish uh, we would see the same from Colton Burpo, but I'm not holding my breath. Uh, I'm going to give you a little bit more background information to this in just a second, but I want to kind of uh, uh, plow through here. When this when this open letter was put out on the internet. It made a lot of news. In fact, from what I was told today, uh, there for a day or two, this uh, story, this uh, Alex Malarkey story, this Alex Malarkey uh, confession uh, that the, the account is fictional made up, this was the number one news story in in the United States of America. Number one. It was trending number one on all the social media and all this kind of stuff. Number one news story. Everybody picked it up. Everybody. Huffington Post, Washington Post, uh, the the uh, Fox News, Drudge Report. It was huge, huge news. So when this when Alex put this open letter out, the publisher of his book, Tyndale Publishers, put out the following statement. And I quote we are saddened to learn that Alex Malarkey, co-author of The Boy Who Came Back from Heaven, is now saying that he made up the story of dying and going to heaven. Given this information, we are taking the book out of print. End quote. That was the statement from Tyndale Publishers. Dear friends, this is a lie. This is a lie. A long story short is that back in 2013... Beth Malarkey, Alex's mother, contacted Phil Johnson at Grace to You in response to an article that he wrote 
which she read, uh, he wrote the article on this issue of heaven tourism, people claiming to have been to heaven and or hell. And in this article, Phil Johnson references Alex Malarkey and his, and his story specifically and refuted the theology and proved it and others like it biblically untenable. In his article, Phil Johnson focused on Alex Malarkey and Colton Burpo, and he basically dismantled these claims from Scripture. And upon reading the article, Beth Malarkey got into contact with Phil and berated him and said to him, How dare you question my boy's experience? Is that what she said? No. Beth Malarkey got in contact with Phil and she thanked him. That's right. She thanked him. She told Phil that not only is the story not true, but that Alex has not seen any of the money from the book. The money was supposed to go to Alex and his medical expenses, but it didn't. Kevin, the father, was keeping the money largely for himself. Beth wrote on her own blog that the story was not true, and Alex, uh, with the help of his mother, made a comment on Facebook that he did not support the book back in August of 2011. That's right. 2011, dear ones, Alex, in 2011, goodness, what was that? That was four years ago. So Alex was 12 at this time. So Alex and Beth, back in 2011, were trying to get the, the, the truth out that this book is not true. Beth contacted Tyndale Publishers and pled with them to stop selling the book. Uh, she gave to Phil Johnson voluminous email exchanges, many email exchanges that she had with Tyndale Publishers, but they blew her off. They blew her off. And Phil Johnson has now released some of the email exchanges that he himself had with Tyndale. Phil Johnson, when he heard of this, when he after he exchanged a number of emails with Beth, then he got in contact with uh, Tyndale Publishers, and he email them. He said the following. Phil Johnson, in an email dated, I believe this was June of last year, he says this. Yes, June 3rd, 2014. Phil Johnson says this. Sirs, I'm curious about what rationale Tyndale's legal department has for dismissing the concerns that have been raised by Beth Malarkey, who says that, one, the story told in The Boy Who Came Back from Heaven is filled with exaggerations and untruths. Two, although Alex Malarkey is listed as co-author of the book, he receives none of the royalties. And three, that Kevin Malarkey neglects his duties as a husband and father not even adequately supporting his family financially, per 1 Timothy 5, verse 8. But with Tyndale's encouragement, he travels to promote the book. I have already written a negative review of the book, pointing out where it is inconsistent with clear teachings of Scripture, and he gives a reference there. But after discussing the facts of Alex's case with Mrs. Malarkey over several months' time, I'm pondering writing a longer expose of what seems to be a clear case of deliberate fraud and serious abuse 
taking unfair advantage of a paraplegic child, no less. I know that Mrs. Malarkey has already raised these same concerns with people at Tyndale. Before I write further about the case, I would like to know Tyndale's reasons for dismissing her complaints, especially with regard to the use of Alex's name as a co-author, even though he gets no royalties from the book sales and, in fact, does not even support the tale told in the book. Why would Tyndale wish to perpetuate such an obvious con against the Christian reading public. And Phil Johnson says that within hours after he had posted uh, the above letter online, Tyndale, now this, remember what I just read you was written in June, June 3rd of, of last year, 2014. He says within hours when I posted the above letter, a Tyndale House publicist released the following statement to media outlets. Maggie Rowe, uh, who is a senior publicist at Tyndale Publishers, says this, Due to inaccurate statements currently being disseminated on some social media outlets, Tyndale is providing a further statement on our decision to take the boy who came back from heaven out of print. Earlier this week, Tyndale learned that Alex Malarkey, co-author of The Boy Who Came Back from Heaven, was retracting the story he had told his father and that he recounted in the book they co-authored for publication in 2010. It is because of this new information, again, they doubled down, new information that we are taking the book out of print. For the past couple of years, we have known that Beth Malarkey, Kevin's wife, and Alex's mother was unhappy with the book and believed it contained inaccuracies. On more than one occasion, we asked for a meeting with Kevin, Beth, Alex, and their agent to discuss and correct any inaccuracies, but Beth would not agree to such a meeting. And Phil Johnson replied to that. He said, Dear Mrs. Rowe, your statement is demonstrably untrue on several levels. And then he goes on to point out all of the... So basically, what this comes down to is that Beth and Alex Malarkey tried on numerous occasions to get a, a, a meeting with the, um, the muckety-mucks, the upper, you know, the, the upper, uh, upper echelon there of Tyndale, and, and tell them that it was not true. And I know about a lot of the backstory here. Uh, Tyndale had all these kinds of, of uh, requirements. Of course, remember, Alex is, is a paraplegic and, and spends, spent at the time a lot of his time in the hospital. And um, Tyndale had all these requirements and, and whatnot, and they made it as difficult as they possibly could. The meeting never happened, even though Beth very much wanted it to happen. She was pleading with Tyndale to stop publishing the book and they blew her off and and that is this is this is provable so Tyndale is lying about it Tyndale is lying about it but Tyndale dear ones is not the only business that is lying about Alex Malarkey's story so is Lifeway the retail arm of the Southern Baptist Convention now before I get into my email exchanges with Lifeway when uh, shortly after Beth contacted Phil, uh, Phil told her of me. He said, you, you should probably get in touch with Justin Peters. So he gave her my contact information. And I, too, exchanged a number of emails with Beth. And I spoke with her on the phone. And she told me the same thing she told Phil. The story is not true. Alex does not support it. In fact, uh, Alex has uh, begged people to listen to him. He uh, begged his uh, um, father, Kevin, and and their pastor, who's a Word of Faith preacher. Well, basically, long story short, is that 
that this was a money-making operation. And the money was not going to Alex. It was going to Kevin. Uh, and, and so it's a complete fraud. And Beth told me that his Alex's pastor at the time, thankfully not not anymore because he's a wolf, he's a, he's a false teacher. But at the time, uh, Alex's pastor came to see him in the hospital. One occasion, only one occasion did he go to the hospital and... Uh, when he talked with Alex, Alex told his pastor then, he said, you've got to tell your church the truth about the book. The one time this loser pastor came to, to see Alex, uh, Alex told him then, from, the, from his hospital bed, you've got to tell your church the truth about the book. Did he do it? No. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. And so, fast forward, I have been... I have been round and round with Lifeway trying to show them the unbiblical nature of much of what they sell. The Message by Eugene Peterson. Uh, they sell books by T.D. Jakes, who is a Word of Faith preacher and who is a modalist. You can go to his website right now. He's, he does not believe in one God in three persons, but rather one God in three manifestations. That's classic modalistic language. Uh, he's anti-Trinitarian, so he does not believe in the God of the Bible. Therefore, he is not a Christian. And Lifeway continues to sell his books. I've, I've pointed all of this out to Lifeway. I've shown them my research, my, my written research. And I've also shown them my written research on these heaven tourism books. And Lifeway just ignores me. Uh, they, they've read my stuff. They've listened to me. But they just blow me off. They blow me off. Not one time has Lifeway ever shown me, well, Justin, here's where you're wrong. Here's where your research is wrong. Here's where you've got your theology wrong. They have never done that because they can't do that. Well, at any rate, when this story broke this week and Alex's open letter went out on the Internet, Lifeway, just like Tyndale, Lifeway put out a statement uh, as well, and I want to read you the statement from Lifeway. It is as follows, quote, Lifeway was informed this week that Alex Malarkey has retracted his testimony about visiting heaven as told in the book, The Boy Who Came Back from Heaven. Therefore, we are returning to the publisher the, the few copies we have in our stores, end quote. Dear friends, this too is a lie. As I said, I've been round and round with Lifeway on all of this heaven tourism stuff, uh, including 90 Minutes in Heaven, Heaven is for Real, 90 Minutes in Heaven by Don Piper, Heaven is for Real, Colton Burpo, and also Alex Malarkey's book. Um, I mentioned that I wrote a, an article that I gave to Lifeway, but I also told Lifeway specifically about Alex Malarkey, and I want to read to you some email exchanges between me and Tom Rayner. Tom Rayner is the president uh, and CEO, president of Lifeway Retail Stores. Again, this is the largest Christian retailer. It is the retailing arm of the Southern Baptist Convention. And I emailed Tom Rayner just like uh, Phil Johnson released his emails uh, with Tyndale. I also released my emails with Lifeway. Back in May of 2014, I emailed Tom Rayner and I attached the article that I wrote critiquing these heaven tourism books. And I asked him, I said, please read this. I've already talked to others at Lifeway. I said, please read this. 
and uh, let me know your thoughts. So I, I sent this to him. This was in May, early May of 2014. Uh, a couple of weeks went by. I heard nothing from Tom Rainer, so I emailed him again. And by the way, for those of you who may not know, I used to be a trustee at Lifeway. And so Tom Rainer knows who I am. We've met. I've been to several trustee meetings at Lifeway. So he knows who I am. So I, I, But I heard nothing from him for a couple of weeks, so I emailed him again. And I said this. I said, Hi, Tom. I just wanted to check and see if you got my email from two weeks ago regarding heaven is for real. If not, I will send again. Regards, Justin Peters. Tom Rayner responded to me, and he said this. I did, Justin. Ed, referring to Ed Stetzer, who is uh, the head of uh, Lifeway's research department. Ed Stetzer, he said, I did, Justin. Ed tried to call you about it. And then I responded back to Tom Rayner. I said, Ed Stetzer, I did not have a voicemail from him. My cell number is da-da-da-da-da. If I somehow missed him, I will call him back, or you may call me. And then I continued in the same email. I said, Tom, contrary to what you likely think of me, I am not a heretic hunter, and I'm not trying to cause trouble for the sake of causing trouble. As God is my witness, I am not. But this is a serious issue. Millions of people are being deceived by these resources that, contrary to LifeWay's mission statement, are anything but biblical. We are talking about people's spiritual well-being and potentially their eternal destinies. We are talking about God's name being blasphemed and His truth distorted. You and I, as teachers, will be held accountable for what we know and what we do with what has been entrusted to us. Justin. And then Tom Rayner responds to me. He says, Justin, I do not question your heart or motive, but you are the most vociferous critic in the history of Lifeway, according to the files we have. I have asked Ed Stetzer to respond to help me. I will give him the number in this email. Thank you, Tom. Now, I would say that if I am the most vociferous critic that Lifeway has had uh, then in, in the last decade, that... That is uh, that speaks volumes for the lack of discernment among, unfortunately, so many evangelicals. Because honestly, Lifeway has not spent a lot of time with me. I've shown them a lot of things, but they just take it and they say thanks, and I never hear from them again. And and the, so they have not spent a lot of time with me. So anyway, so I responded to Tom Rayner again. This is the next email I, uh, that I wrote to Tom. I said, Tom. For what it is worth, take me out of the equation. I do not want any recognition if Lifeway pulls these resources. I will go on no victory laps. I just don't want people to be deceived any longer, Tom. That's it. God always honors obedience. If Lifeway pulls these resources, God will honor that. If not, well, you know the word as well, if not better than I. I can tell you, though, that I'm by far the only one out there who sees this. I've had numerous Southern Baptist pastors express the same concerns to me as I've expressed to you. I guess I'm just one of the few that does anything more than lament the situation. At least my conscience is clear. I pray for you in Lifeway. I do. Regards, Justin. Now, here's the important part. I said, under my name, I put P.S., P.S. If you are not already aware, the book, The Boy Who Came Back from Heaven, detailing the story of Alex Malarkey, is fiction. It did not happen. I know this because I have exchanged numerous emails and have had, per and have had personally spoken with Beth Malarkey, Alex's mom. 
Alex does not support the book. His mom tells me that his father, Kevin, is exploiting his own son for financial gain, but is not financially supporting his son with the profits of the book. She is doing everything she can to get the truth out. You might want to pull this one, too, if you haven't already. I know Lifeway used to sell it. I will be glad to give you Mrs. Malarkey's phone number and email address if you would like to verify that I am telling you the truth. So, dear ones, uh, Lifeway is lying. When Lifeway puts a statement out that, in which they say that they were informed this week, this week, that Alex Malarkey has retract, retracted his testimony, that is not true. I told Tom Rayner, the president of Lifeway, in May of last year, May of 2014, that this was not true, that Alex and Beth were doing everything they could to get the truth out, to tell people that this book is not true. So, unfortunately, I mean, there's there's no other conclusion to which you can come. Lifeway is lying. Lifeway has known about this at least since May of last year. And they've known about my critique of the, the genre in general, this heaven tourism genre in general. They've known that for, for several years. So, Lifeway is lying, okay? Now, they are lying when they say that they've just learned that Alex Malarkey does not stand behind this story, that he, that, that he is saying that this story is not true. That is a lie from Lifeway. That is a lie. And as I said, no one at Lifeway has shown me whether either my research or my theology is wrong in this. And so the only conclusions to which we, come, we can come, Lifeway has knowingly contributed to the exploitation of a young man who will be a quadriplegic for the rest of his life. Lifeway has contributed to this by selling a book that they have known, at least since May of last year, definitively, that it is not true. I gave Tom Rayner Beth Malarkey's phone number. Uh, well, I, excuse me, I offered to give him uh, her phone number and email address, but Tom Rayner never responded to that. But he knew it. He got my email. I know he gets my emails because he, he and I have exchanged several emails. So I know he read it. Lifeway has knowingly contributed to the exploitation of a young man who will be a quadriplegic for the rest of his life. Lifeway has knowingly sold resources to its customers that are untrue and unbiblical. And this shows, dear ones, that the spiritual well-being of its customers, for whom it claims to care so deeply, is not high on its list of priorities. If it were, Lifeway would not be selling this theological garbage. And also, Lifeway has knowingly blasphemed God. This is the most egregious sin. By selling books it knows to be untrue, that it knows to be unbiblical, it has blasphemed God. And I told Tom Rayner and Ed Stetzer in an email just recently, just just uh, within a, about a week or so ago, I told them that I am not the one to whom ultimately they will have to give an account. I said, you can blow me off, you can ignore me, but I am not the one to whom ultimately, ultimately you will have to give an account. God is. Ultimately, they will have to give an account to God, and they are blaspheming God. Lifeway is blaspheming God by selling books that it knows to be unbiblical, that it knows to be uh, to have 
horrific theology and that it knows to be factually, factually, even if they don't understand the theology, even if they don't understand the doctrine of these issues, which they should. But, it, it, but even if they don't, they, they are selling a book. They have been selling a book that they know is not is factually untrue. God holds his name and his word above all things. Psalm 138, verse 2. He holds his name and his word above all things. And by selling things, resources that they know to be untrue and they know to be unbiblical, they are blaspheming God. And Lifeway has lied about all of this. They have lied about all of this. And the only explanation for all of this to which I, that, that I can come to is that they do it for money. Heaven is for Real has sold over 10 million copies. And this was uh, more than a year ago before the movie came out. The last numbers that I got over 10 million copies, but this was these numbers are over a year old. This was before the movie came out, the big Hollywood movie. So who knows how many numbers, uh, how many millions of copies it sold now. And this number, too, just represents the English copies. It's been translated into many other languages as well. So you know what the, the final tally is, who knows? Money is what drives this. Dear friends, there's no other conclusion to which I can come. I wish there were. I wish I was wrong. I, I really do. And, and someone tried to tell me uh, today that, well, Lifeway, Lifeway is, they're probably uh, threatened with legal action if they discontinue the book or, you know, some. Well, A, that doesn't make any sense. You know, if, if I own a hardware store and I decide not to sell a certain brand of hammer, you know, if, if I don't like uh, the hammers that, I don't know, Black & Decker or whatever makes, you know, and I want to sell hammers made by some other company, they're not, Black & Decker's not going to sue me for that. They're not going to sue me for not selling their hammers. You know, I just don't sell their hammers. But even if there were, even if there were uh, uh, legal ramifications, which there aren't, and I don't believe that, but even if there were, so what? Who do we fear more, man or God? So what if there are? I don't believe there are anyway. But even if there were, so what? So what? You do the right thing, Lifeway. You do the right thing. Your your motto is biblical resources for life. You claim that you want to equip people biblically. Give them good, solid biblical resources. Well, I don't believe it. And your actions speak volumes. Your actions speak volumes. Am I mad at this? Yes, I am. Because I have been round and round and round with Lifeway. And I have asked Ed, uh, Ed Stetzer and I've asked Tom Rayner in other emails. Just won't, for time's sake, not going to read them all to you. But I've asked them. I said, I've asked them to answer me this question. Answer me this question. Do you believe the claims of Don Piper and Colton Burpo and these other people who claim they've been to heaven? Do you believe them? And if not, why do you sell them? And they will not answer that question. They will not. They have refused to answer me. I have asked them that question probably at least four or five times in emails. Just answer me that. Do you believe these accounts? Do you believe that these stories are true? And if you don't, why do you sell them? They will not answer that question. And they won't answer it because... They can't, because either way they go with it, they paint themselves in a very tight corner. If they say, yes, we do believe them, 
Well, then that shows that they really don't have any they don't have any theological discernment and, and they don't their their doctrine is is shallow at best because you don't have to have a lot of biblical knowledge to to know that that these claims are are unbiblical i mean you you don't have to have a lot of systematic theology squared away to know that these these claims are not true i mean it, it it's it's not a it's not a real hard issue to ascertain biblically. So if they say, yes, we do believe them, well, that shows how biblically ignorant that they are. But in, on the other hand, if they say, no, we don't believe them, well, then the question is, well, why do you sell them? Why do you sell them? So either way they go, they, they're in a lose-lose situation, and that is why they have refused to answer my questions. They will not do it. They will not do it. And one of the last emails that I wrote to Ed Stetzer uh, I told him, I said, I hope the 30 pieces of silver is worth it. And I meant that. Because, you know what, I know Tom Rainer is not biblically ignorant. Ed Stetzer is not biblically ignorant. Tom Hellams, the, the VP of Lifeway, is not biblically ignorant. These men know scripture. They know these stories aren't true. They know that. They, they, and there's no way, there's no way that anybody would ever convince me that Tom Rainer believes that Don Piper went to heaven and Colton Burpo went to heaven and Alex Malarkey went to heaven. I know he doesn't believe that. Ed Stetzer doesn't believe it, in my informed opinion. So the question is then, why do you sell them? And the only conclusion to which I can come is that it's money. So they are exploiting a young man who will be a quadriplegic for the rest of his life, they are peddling unbiblical resources to the very customers for which they claim to care so deeply about. And they are blaspheming God. They are blaspheming God. Why? For money. These resources are big money makers. I hope the 30 pieces of silver will be worth it. Tom Rainer and Ed Stetzer and the other higher-ups at Lifeway have unfortunately proven themselves to be untrustworthy stewards of the positions which they hold. They are in, um, they are in powerful positions. They, they oversee the largest Christian retailing business in the world. It's, that's a big responsibility. And, and they are accountable for the knowledge that they have, and they are accountable for the resources that they sell to their unsuspecting customers. Big responsibility. And yet they choose to sell garbage. They choose to sell heresy. They choose to sell things that they know are not true. Why? Because they make money. It makes money. It's a sad day. It's a sad day at Lifeway. It's a sad state. Sad day in the, in the world of evangelicalism. It's a sad day for the Southern Baptist Convention. Dear ones, I am tired. I am so tired of money dictating our the way we do church. I'm so tired of political correctness, our societal, social etiquette, dictating whether or not we do things like church discipline in our churches. I'm so tired of God's name being blasphemed and, and the gospel being maligned and distorted. I'm tired of people exploiting uh, the spiritually immature, uh, those who do not have discernment yet for whatever reason, 
exploiting them for money. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the good old boy network. I've turned my card in a long time ago. I used to have that card. And I, I admit it. I used to, I, my head used to turn and my eyes would get big with, you know, evangelical celebrities. I, I've turned that card in. I don't care. I've got one person, one person to whom I am accountable. We all have one person ultimately to whom we are accountable. And it is not the deacon board. It is not the pastor. It is not, uh, now, when I say that, I doctrinally sound pastors who are, and elders who are, who are qualified and doing it right. They, they deserve our respect. Absolutely. But, but if your pastor is preaching bad doctrine or if your church is not engaging in church discipline like Jesus prescribes that it should be, uh, if, if you belong to a denomination that is, that claims to believe in the inerrancy of scripture and yet, yet compromises, and if you go to a church that, in which the Bible is great until it becomes inconvenient, or if you're, if you work at a place where that is, that is, uh, the, 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 the wheels are greased by the, the good old boy network, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Turn your card in. Turn your card in. There's too much on the line. God's God's name, His reputation. Uh, there's too much. That's, the stakes are too high. The stakes are too high. We've got one person to whom we are accountable, and Lifeway should be ashamed. Lifeway should be ashamed. So I, for one, encourage you not to shop at Lifeway Christian stores. Um, anyway, it is what it is, dear ones. Thank you for joining me. Uh, I know this may be a, a little have been a little bit of a disjointed program, but um, my mind is is racing in a lot of different directions. My heart is heavy. Uh, my heart is heavy for a lot of reasons, not not just what I've shared with you today, but a, a lot of other things going on that that are burdening my heart and and uh, people for whom I, I care very deeply. Um, anyway. Thank you, dear ones. Uh, I appreciate you listening, and I covet your prayers. And uh, Lord willing, next week uh, I will talk a little bit about Beth Moore and some of those issues because that was big news about a week ago. But I wanted to get back to our uh, sermon series on Matthew chapter 11, Rest for the Weary. So thank you, dear ones. And until our next time together, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Thank you for listening to the Justin Peters Program. If you have a question or comment for Justin, or would like to invite him to come and speak at your church or conference, contact him through his website, justinpeters.org. That's justinpeters.org.